0: morning, everybody. Special shout out to Andy for the last minute. Uh, we got some technical issues this morning, but Andy doesn't stop. Andy doesn't stop. He's the man, Andy Rock. We got it up and rolling today. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everyone is having a wonderful day. Today's a special time for the, uh, for the Jewish people tonight. We're the beginning of the holiday of Hanukkah the holiday of miracles, the holiday of lights. So much to talk about for those who will be uh, around tomorrow. I'll I'll do a a little thing. I'm probably going to do something a couple of times during the week next week for those who are on Timeless Lessons. If not, Andy will post a a link if you want to join. We've been talking yesterday about in the world of action and the world of do. What we're trying to do, just to get, for those who are joining us now, welcome. What we've been trying to really do is paint this picture of how one gets into this world of eternality. In Hebrew, it's called netzach, victory. This power that's inside us. How does it come out? And it's really less of trying to become something that I'm not. And more of trying to reveal something that I am. It's a flip because it's always a flip, right? Like that's just how it works. It's always a flip. One thing that I've learned in my life whenever you study spirituality or whenever you see people that have achieved incredible success, usually what they're doing is not things that are common knowledge. Usually, common knowledge is for the most part common. And whether it's spiritual knowledge or even just in the physical world, in the material world, in the academic world, in the, in the business world, people that are achieving exponential and exceptional success are not doing things that feel normal to most of us. And so what is normal is we're not, and hopefully we will be. That's not how it is the way in my understanding. What's the way it is, is we're, already everything we just haven't figured out how to bring it out we're sitting on land with all the oil that we need to sort of pump out i'm using like old school examples now we just don't know how to get the oil and extract it and refine it and put it into all the cars and so what we're doing now is trying to figure out how to get that done. And we, we, we figure, what we've spoken about in the past is that when my eyes are fixed on having, on impact, on someone else's opinions, then I'm out. I'm out because they're never going to give me what I need. It's just not how the world works. Never. Maybe one day, maybe for a couple hours, maybe for a moment, I'll have it. Not consistently. And so I'll have to develop a a shell around me to grapple with that. And that shell is sort of the ego. And as we move into the world of doing, we recognize that, well, my brain is an integration machine. It loves integration. That's what we do. I was reading a thing yesterday on Elon Musk and how he thinks. And what's so unique about his, the way he processes things is he's constantly trying to find integrations for things that otherwise were not integrated. Connections, ideas. Steve Jobs also has a whole thing on this. How he speaks about how exponential uh, thinking is not understanding something, it's learning how to connect the thing you understand to, to things that other people can't connect. That's how our brains work. That's the power of our brain. We're always making connections. And as we bring on more and more stuff into our brains, it makes it more and more difficult to make those connections because it's exhausting to make great connections. And the the dumping chaos in or having no borders into our brains allows everything to flow in. We move our heads from a well-oiled machine to basically town square that anyone can walk in and talk and have a conversation and our brains are just sort of this this sort of marketplace where there's no real greatness the market if you ever go to like a shook or like a market an outdoor market like no stand is gorgeous it's a market it's ruckus and rowdy and you get stuff for cheap you're not sitting in some beautiful retail establishment where everything works perfectly our brains have become marketplaces it's just like whatever everyone's yelling and screaming at the same time the past the future this thing that thing on my media right in politics sports this that you know news breaking news breaking news breaking news everything's breaking news and our brains are constantly feeding and feeding and feeding it's a marketplace can't achieve greatness so our actions can't be great yesterday we started going into this concept of flow And this is where I want to really pick up here, which is the first aspect in doing this and nestling in on the dew of our lives, which is really starts in our brains, is this concept of direction. If we don't have a direction, if we don't give thought to what I want to be or where I want to go, how do we know what to choose and what not to choose? If I don't have time where I am digesting and getting enthusiastic about developing myself into something in particular, well then what do I use to determine whether or not I should do or not do something, right? This is why if you find teenagers Teenagers are notorious for wasting time. I don't hear raising teenagers that are just hanging out, and you're like, "What are you doing?" you are like, "I don't know, nothing to do." Nope. Where are you going? What'd you do all day? Nope. Uh, yeah, I was watching some TV and I was hanging out with my friends and. I don't know, I'm gonna go out later. Anyone have this? I was this. My parents are like, wait, what'd you do this week? I'm like, school's out. I'm like, yeah, what, anything productive? You're like, nah, I don't know. Um, um hung out with a buddy of mine. Why did I do that for? Prime of their lives. They're mentally, physically, emotionally, they're rocking. Why do they waste their time for it? The answer is because they're, they're directionless. They're young. They don't have a sophisticated mind to see the direction and say, wait, I got to do this or I can't do that. They're directionless. And that's why if you compare just some random teenager who's a great kid with a kid who's trying to make the football team. That kid's up at five o'clock in the morning. Why? He's not better than the kid who's on the couch. It's because he's got a direction. The kid who rolls into school and takes classes because he has to. As soon as classes are over, he's going to be lost. But the kid that rolls into school and wants to play on a sports team or on a a music team or on a debate team or wants to be a doctor or wants to, I don't know. Forget the stuff like where they see their parents volunteering. Okay, that's exceptionalism. I'm talking about like regular kids, they have a direction. They want to get on some team. They want to become something. And it's clear. Now, see what goes on on that couch. They're not on that couch. What changed? The answers were changes that I was going somewhere. And when I go somewhere, now my brain learns how to naturally say yes, no, yes, no. If I'm not going anywhere, if the job of my life is just to get through school, which I don't really know why, because someone told me to, to get some degree, which I don't even know it's valuable, but someone told me to. If I'm playing someone else's game, I'm not playing, I don't have a direction. I'm just surviving in someone else's game. I'm just, a, I am just one pawn in someone else's chess match. So my days become do someone else's work and then don't do anyone else's work. And if it's, you know, some random, someone, I, I, I know somebody, God bless him, I know somebody lost his job trying to find a new one. And I called him the other day just to check in. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm watching a, a West, I think it was a Western I'm like, a Western? You watch Westerns? Like, I don't. From what? You were born on the East Coast, man. Like, what Western are you watching? It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I just randomly put on the television and handed the television an hour of my life. Because what value is an hour of my life? I don't have a direction. I'm not going in any particular way, area. I'm not moving towards something. So what's the difference? It's just time. There's a great rabbi named Rabbi Avigdor Miller. He wrote about this in his, and he has a, He's got so many books and he wrote this. He said, if you'd walk down the block and see a guy taking out, and you know who else said this also, right? Noah Weinberg said this as well. I heard that out of him as well. Because if you walk down a block and see a guy riding a car, throwing out $20 bills, you'd be like, are you ready to mind? People, People throw out 20 minutes segments every second of their lives. Why is money more valuable than time? Ask a guy with a lot of money and no more time on this world and say, what's more valuable? And the reason this is because of what we call strategic fit. This, by the way, for those who are interested, is really one of the reasons why companies fail. Because they don't understand strategy. They think strategy is operational effectiveness. It's not. It's what do I do so I know what to say no to and what naturally to say yes to. If you wake up in the morning and let the world move you, they'll move you. The world will move you. The world will send you things to watch, send you things to read. You'll have to pay for your own bills at some point. So you'll have to go to some work and play in someone else's game. If you're not careful, the world will take you and put you on a little bit of a lazy river and send you down the road. You'll deal with challenges thrown at you. And for the most part, it'll be a game of get through someone else's day and then be done. If we want to really get to a level where we're living in flow, where our actions are specific and meaningful, where I can move my eyes from what other people think to what I am doing, it begins with the recognition of where am I going? What do I aspire for? How else am I going to fit my day in if I don't know where it's going? My life isn't supposed to be circular. Circular. I'm not supposed to look at the end of 2020. My, we in 2020 or 2021? What year are we in? Andy, help me. 2020, right? Yeah. This always happens. December time. I don't care to tell you. I'm like, because because I'm already thinking 2021, and like everything's 2021. I'm thinking, wait, December 21. If you're if you if we're sitting here December 2020, going hmm, but for the pandemic, it's basically the same as. 2019. That means our lives are going like this. I don't have that direction. I don't have that aspiration. I don't think of myself as a person that is worthy of greater things. The world has convinced me without me realizing it, that I'm just supposed to just get through the day and then the week and then the year and look forward to vacations, TGIF. But when a person stops and goes, wait a second, what am I aspiring for? I'm in a relationship. What am I aspiring for in this relationship? I don't care if I'm married for 45 years. I'm still aspiring to more. What am I, what do I want for my family? What am I, I'm aspiring to being a parent. Okay, my kids are out of the house. Who cares? If they're out of the house. Okay, my kids are still too little and they don't know anything. They're just baby. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm still me. Every stage is challenges. What am I aspiring for? What am I aspiring to learn? What am I aspiring to understand? What am I aspiring in my life for? Where am, I, where am I going? What do I want to look like at, 20, at the end of 2021? Yes, I'll wake up one morning. I hope not. We, we'll wake up one morning and there'll be a pandemic, God forbid. That's how life works. But they'll also wake up one morning and they'll, thank God, we'll breathe. And we'll have food on the table. There'll be mornings when we wake up and we are surprised by the goodness that God gives us. And there mornings where we wake up and we're surprised by the challenges that God gives us. But they both fit into an aspirational goal that I have that is greater than even my moments, that I'm moving towards something and that I'm excited to go there. I can't wait to go there. And there are challenges. Someone was asking me like when I was writing the book, like, you know, it's hard for me to sit for long periods of time. This is why the show's 20 minutes. If you've seen me ever, person, I'm, dan- I, I, it's, you know how hard it was? To, there were times where I wrote the book, you know how hard it was when we were up to like the triple edit and I have to go through line after line, like at the beginning is awesome. You're writing stuff down and it's it's like phenomenal. you're putting your thoughts and it's all, you know, you know seven rounds later where you're like going through the, the same paragraph 50 times and your brain goes, that's not right. It doesn't make sense. And you're like, oh, don't circle it. Because if you circle it, you have to go back and do it. And I, I'm so tired of this same line. If I see the word schema one more time, I'm going to like shoot. You know, hard. It was so hard. It was so hard. And I was traveling and it was, but I was going here. I was going there. I had a deadline that someone gave me to get the manuscript in. So I'm moving in that direction. So it gives me the energy. Okay, come on, Charlie. You could do this. Toughen up. You got this. Cup of coffee. Let's do this. If we're not looking at our lives and breaking it down to the components and saying to ourselves, I'm aspiring towards, it's so true Deb. I'm aspiring towards something more. Everything that I'm doing, we will not have the strength to turn to the chaos around us and say, no. For not building a store, it's gonna be a marketplace if we're not waking up in the morning or on the weekend or in the months or in the years and saying, I am heading here. I, I, I feel like I could be more. I got it inside me. I went through two weeks on honor. No one has to see it in me. I see it in myself. And I got one life to live. I don't want to regret anything. I don't want to regret that I gave my life to some random bit of stimuli that was thrown at me from the entire world and looked back and goes, oh my gosh, you know what I had? Anyone here looked at your kids like that? Does anyone have this feeling sometimes? And even if you get the most wonderful, amazing, great kids, thank God we all have great kids. Do you ever look at your children and say, man, do you realize what you have? Do you realize... Do you realize the opportunities? Do you realize that like you get to like go to school, you get to go to Israel, you get to go to, you get to spend your day just studying. Like do you realize (laughs) that's it. That's amazing. You have have an incredible, amazing life. Just do stuff. You don't, anyone have that feeling? Did anyone have that feeling? Like, like Rob, just like, like you look at your kids and go, you know, that. They say like the youth is wasted on the young. Do you ever have that? Where like you're looking at your kids and they have some issues and you're like, don't you, no, 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 no. You have no responsibilities. Just suck out everything. I'm not saying that life was great back then. Life is so much better as you get older. Every day life gets much better than the day before, for sure, for sure. We're much luckier than, than they are because we were living longer than they are. But there's a certain level of, You're trying to look at them and go, don't waste. Guess what? Me and you are going to feel that about ourselves in 20 years from now. Wherever you are this second, in 20 years from today, you should live and be well. You're going to look back at this moment and go, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? That's how life works. That's how life works. We always look a little back and go, wow, I wish I would have. And when we recognize that we each have this incredible power inside us that can do anything. And our job in this world is to bring it out. It becomes incumbent upon us. It becomes obligatory upon us. It is an inappropriate use of the Maserati that we have in life if we do not stop, take a deep breath, and grow our own aspirations for my life and then come back to my day and look at the chaos and go, what am I, what are you joking me? Did you just spend an hour at the coffee room complaining about that woman? Are you out of your mind? Is that what we just did? Do we just waste an hour of our life on total negative? Like really? Did you just spend four hours on something doing nothing? Nothing? I got stuff to do. And when God throws a challenge at us, we look at it from a context of this is going to make me a bigger person. I don't know how, but well, because my striving in life is greatness. And I know that greatness comes out sometimes through challenge. So, uh, okay, there's a vigor. There's an energy. There's a, there's a little bit more of a focus and that's the beginning. We'll go tomorrow. What's today, tomorrow, Friday. We'll take Q questions and answers tomorrow. And if we, whatever, either we'll take Q and A's or we'll continue. We'll, we go out to the world and we begin. Remember, this is a four-step process. We begin to put up borders. That's when you start to lay the fence. When you start to realize that there's stuff going on over here. You're, if you're doing top secret information, you lay borders. If you get nothing going on, you open up the street. But if you're in the middle of something super important, you put up walls and guards. That's our minds. All right, we'll continue. Happy Hanukkah to everybody who's out there, wherever you are. And uh, enjoy tonight. For those who um, who are around tomorrow, we'll do to a little more on Hanukkah on the timeless lessons. Have an incredible day. And with God's help, can I see you again tomorrow.